1: Hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of a Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends, like my friend Neely Piazza does not let friends feed kibble. There's no doubt in my mind that she's going to say straight up, no, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> eh, I know, I know people want to mix it and blend it and blah, blah, blah. And we try to, we try to explain, okay, look, we're not the pet police. Uh, if you want to do that, that's fine. But if you have any problems, you want to take that sugary kibble right out, right? Not the raw dog food, the sugary kibble. Unfortunately, <laughs> people go. Well, I don't know
0: why you. I don't know why you'd ruined real food with kibble anyway. That just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Because the the assumption is this: my dogs were doing fine on kibble, and now they're not.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what happens about the assumptions, right? I do. <laughs>
1: I do know what happens. We make a donkey out of each other. Exactly. Right? Mm. So you know what, Niels? Uh, this weekend I was in uh, Wyoming and yeah. uh, went to the Laney Wilson concert. Man, it was so much fun. You know, I love being around the rodeos and I love the country concerts. And I just love the whole vibe of that because it's still, you know, God country, living off the land, working the land. <laughs> um it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And uh, I just wanted to say hi to a couple of girls that I met there, Casey and Bailey. They're from Green River, Wyoming. And uh, you know, it's so fun when you're together and you're all singing the same songs and stuff like that. It was cool. But you know what happened to me?
0: Uh-oh. What happened? So,
1: well, we were, we were in a very, very small venue, right? So only like 600 people were in this venue. And we, it's a stand-up venue. Did they make you sing? No, and I couldn't sing today if I tried. I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, you sound kind of (laughs) hoarse.
1: Well, my voice just stays like this, I think. Um, But the we were right by the speakers, right? by the speakers, and I have never ever had tinnitus or tinnitus or however you want to say it. I came out of there the next day and even, you know, a little bit this morning and I got this ringing in my ears and I'm just like, and so I read up on it. And what happens is that you've destroyed sort of the hairs inside of the ear that um, I guess protects your hearing from that prolonged decibels. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's so annoying, but it wasn't just that I started thinking about the dogs and, and humans. And let me, let me make this, um, analogy here. So I've been listening to, uh, a lot on Epic times or Epoch times, people who have, have been vaccine injured. Okay. And if y'all don't like, you know, want to hear this and you can turn it off and go back to, you know, listen to CNN, but, um, <laughs> But uh, these people have extreme ringing in their ears. Some that want to commit suicide because it's so bad. So right? bad. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I was, I was thinking in their case, in those cases, though, it's more neurological than actual physical. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. They haven't been standing in front of a speaker. They stood in front of a
0: yeah.
1: needle. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> the I. I you know what was bugging me about the whole thing is I was like, what is what 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 happens to our pets that we don't, don't even know? know about? Cuz they can't yeah. say anything.
0: Yeah. And, exactly. And, How would you know if their ears were ringing?
1: Well, and what about this, Neil? So we've seen we've seen um dogs that get a, a a rabies shot come out and they start oh. snapping at flies. What's causing that snapping of flies? What's going on inside?
0: Well, most of the time, like you said, it's either a vaccine or uh the flea and tick qu- "quote unquote preventatives are notorious for causing that type of thing. Um they start snapping at flies, if they start like twitching around, if they start chasing their tail, they start having seizures, anything like that. Um Revecto and Nexgard and Soresto and all those things um, have a real high incidence of neurological damage, from you know minor to major. I talked yeah. to somebody yesterday who um, has a friend that has a Great Pyrenees that she's trying to um, help her convert the dog to raw and um it all started because the dog started having seizures and she said the girl said it was a friend of hers she said the girl said it just came out of nowhere and come to find out when the story was finally told like uh she'd been to the vet and had it or had a dose of brevecto and then started and then (laughs) it's like well there you go and um yeah so there's lots of cases of that
1: Cause I relate everything back to the dogs, which I think you do too. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, what do we not know? And and then what, <laughs> what are we being told? That's not, that's not the truth. You Not know? necessarily true. Yeah. It was like, um, how long has this narrative been out there that you need to reduce protein in your senior dogs?
0: Right. Yeah. Or in kidney dogs or something like that. It's like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading in, you know, Dr. Brady's book again, um, and and he talks about that this is just sphincter bunk, right? That that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that those, and, and it's like, do they not send out a memo and say, hey guys, we gotta, we gotta stop this narrative because this one has been proven untrue uh, by this, this, and this. It's like, they don't ever get the memos that, you know, that the green thing and the low protein yeah. thing is just, uh, yeah.
0: I talked to somebody, or, or I have an appointment with somebody that uh, her dog was diagnosed with DCM, and they want her to take him off a raw and put her on kibble with grains. I was like, don't you dare do that. And she said, well, my regular vet didn't say, I told her she needed to go find another vet. She said, my regular vet didn't say that, it was a cardiologist. <sighs> and I'm like, well, we have proof now. that FDA finally admitted that there's no link, but... Um, there you go. There's still cardiologists still out there telling people that I mean so, that's a little more recent than than the kidney thing, but still same same story uh in dr Brady's
1: book, he says for fifty years, fifty years uh, we've known that a be a meat based diet benefits kidney function in previously dry fed dogs by improving their filtration rate in studies of dogs with chronic kidney failure show the higher the protein content, the better off the dog is
0: well. And the other part to that too, is it's not always the amount it's the quality. And the whole thing with kidneys is the dehydration. So the one of the big, and this is the same for cats too. And the biggest benefits, this is why there's so many cats that have kidney issues but the biggest benefit is that real food is still you know 70% moisture so that's basically um that's a huge part of it and no you can't add water to kibble and make it and rehydrated that doesn't work like that it still it still sucks all the moisture out of the body um but that's a big portion of it too So if a high quality, uh, high moisture protein is, is the best thing for a kidney dog. And that's also partly why they lose weight so often.
1: It's really, it's really frightening. It's really frightening. I think it would be very tough to be in that industry, right? If if, if you're aware of what's going on and you're looking around and saying, what the heck is going on? I mean, it doesn't make sense. That we're not seeing a level of health that we thought we would see when we entered into veterinary school and we thought we were going to get out and see all these healthy dogs. And I think that there's a reason why there's a huge suicidal rate in the veterinary profession. Think about that. You're trapped. Oh, yeah. You can't do anything different you're not seeing success. Nobody, I don't think there's a bunch of psychopaths in the veterinary world, like Dr. Anthony Fauci, he is one, but, um, but, but you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's, I think it's really, really tough. I, I feel for them, uh, on one level and I don't feel for them on another, on another. On, yeah. 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 It's, it's when, when they start bullying the, the pet parents and make them feel stupid and like they're bad pet parents and no, they're not bad pet parents. They just want the best for their dogs and they expect you to give that to them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is that, are we not supposed to expect that from our health professionals?
0: I gave up on that a long time ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's 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 really criminal what's happening, and 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 this is what really upsets me is that we as taxpayers, we paid for the research, the funding, and the distribution of these. Oh things yeah, that people are that are
0: paying people. taxes are funding their own demise. So you know, I'm like, look, I didn't okay
1: that. That means I'm a part of it. I didn't okay that, right? Oh, and by the way, I paid for it, I funded it, and I can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, All right, so here's what I do want to talk about today. I want to talk about um, these foods that are out there that are big on the commercial side. And I'm talking about Primal and Vital Essentials. I started looking at this because I had someone contact us and they were talking about that their morky. Okay, so these are little dogs. These are um, the Maltese Yorkie, right? So it's mm-hmm. a small dog. Now, she was saying that there's a huge group out there, and um, that has about thirty thousand followers for the morkies. Um, and the uh, woman who's running this is is doing a good thing. By moving people away from kibble,
0: okay, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing.
1: However, um, this morky is regurgitating fourteen to fifteen times a day. Now, I would say there's something wrong going on there.
0: Um, yeah, so, there's 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 uh, any number of things that could be going on there. So uh, here, here's the biggest problem with with all of these commercially. commercial ones the vital essentials the primal they all have individual different you know differences and all that kind of stuff anything that says that it's afco approved you don't want because it's got all kinds of stuff in there to meet all these imaginary numbers that don't mean anything any kind of fish oil in it or any kind of seed oil or any kind of plant oil you don't want that It's going to, that's inflammatory out the wazoo. So that's kind of just a, just a precursor to what she's fixing to read you. But that's the biggest, biggest thing is in order to be quote unquote AFCO approved, you have to have all these other things added in. And like we've talked about before, those numbers are meaningless. So now and most of them will have synthetic stuff too not all of them but most of them will have something synthetic to do, to hit those
1: now uh, primal okay this is in and i need to go back and look again at uh, vital essentials because it's the way that they kind of list this stuff out so one of the things that they do is like if you click on beef it'll say muscle meat organ meat and bone however when you look at the back of the bag okay and it's going to have the fruits and vegetables that are there, okay, they do state organic on all of these. But Neely, I'm going to have to, it's going to take me a while to read them all. I mean, it's like sweet potatoes, squash, shiitake mushrooms, rosemary, pumpkin, pomegranate, parsley, mustard greens, maple, mataki mushrooms, kale, green beans, ginger, cranberries, collard greens, cilantro, celery, carrots, butternut squash, broccoli, bok choy, blueberries, banana, organic apples.
0: See, a good portion of those are totally inappropriate too.
1: Okay. Now that's just that. Then then it goes into unrefined supplements. Okay. So a lot of times when we say, look, we, here, here's what they're going to say. We don't do any synthetic. This is where people get kind of hung up. They say, we don't do any synthetic vitamins or minerals. So they're saying you'll never find synthetic supplements in our products, only unrefined food-based nutrients to support immune circulatory and digestive health. But listen to this list. Apple cider vinegar, alfalfa leaf powder, anchovy oil, blackstrap molasses, chia seeds, coconut oil, dried yeast, organic egg, egg eggshell, virgin olive oil, cod liver oil, gelatin, inulin, kelp powder, uh, the Montemore, more like, how do you Montemore
0: say? Like clay. Clay, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Peanut butter. No, no, no. Uh, probiotics, organic pumpkin seeds, uh, quinoa sprout powder, salmon oil, sardine oil, sea salt.
0: Okay, think about oil. that. All those things that you just read off, how much meat could there possibly be in there?
1: Well, and at the end, they've got zinc sulfate, mixed tocopherols again, and taurine. Um, I know. And if they're I,
0: adding taurine, that means anytime you add an amino acid like that, it means there's precious little actual meat in there.
1: One of the things that they push is that they say it's high in zinc. It's a natural source of essential amino acids. All
0: red meat is high in zinc.
1: I know. I know. Well, you in see how they're doing in this.
0: organs particularly. I mean, I had this discussion yesterday. Um, you know zinc and manganese and, um, magnesium and all, all those things. If you give an appropriate amount of organ meats and, um, real natural, real bone, you don't, you're not going to have any deficiencies in any of those things. You're just not. And they're going to come with the, um... With the array of components that are needed for absorption and um, digestion and, and actual use by the body you you add all those all that stuff in there individually and you you throw off for lack of a better way to say it and I hate it but for you throw off nature's balance you dogs need meat, organs and bones period. None of that other crap. Well, and veg and uh, some portion of fruit and veg. And that's a, that's an argument with some people, but I have my reasons for saying that. But um, all that other crap that's added in, that's to meet those imaginary numbers. And it's, it's not necessary and it gets in the way. And it. it
1: <laughs> well, let me yeah. ask you this question. Out of all of those things that I read you, what do you think is causing that little dog to regurgitate 14, 15 times a day? Oh, I don't don't know. (laughs) Exactly. We're like,
0: I have no idea. you, You know, she could be feeding him too much. It could be cold. It could be all those oils, and there's no telling, and there'd be no way to figure it out. I do see how you could
1: read this as a new feeder and go, wow, this is awesome. It's got all this stuff in it right it's got all these great things in it
0: Um, yeah and they're all labeled organic and they all sound natural and all that kind of stuff so yeah but the more ingredients you have the the less good it is basically
1: but hey i think it does get people um moving in the right direction right yeah And, and and then you know when they start having problems maybe they start looking but um, okay, so let's talk about uh what else we want to talk about what
0: What are you kind of working with people on right now? I have one that just had apparently had cancerous masses removed and has been diagnosed with d c m and like I said, the cardiologist wants her to quit doing raw and then I have one that has lost all its hair and is very underweight and has a thyroid issue. Then I have another one that I have I haven't talked to yet that I'm not exactly sure what the issues are, but she's feeding ultra dry.
1: Ultra dry.
0: I'm like, "How what what does that mean?" And I looked at the ingredient list and there's nothing special about it but it was incredibly expensive and it was like ultra dry. Yeah. I'm like, uh, um, okay. I'm confused. I'm not real sure what that means, but I guess we'll see. So I want to ask you about thyroid. What do
1: you see? Do you see that dogs actually do have thyroid issues or is that a mixed diagnosis typically?
0: thyroid problems or vaccine damage. Well, I mean, think about it. Um even Dr. Dodds will tell you that uh thyroiditis is uh, an autoimmune issue. All, all all autoimmune issues are vaccine induced. The problem is you know, you put them on synthroid or thyroxin or something like that and they get better, um, clinically better, but then you have, usually it's a young dog, two or three years old, and you have a a young dog that um, has a damaged thyroid, and you add this synthetic hormone, and the thyroid shuts down completely and atrophies, and it, it you know, it just gets progressively worse, so... I don't know. Thyroid is a it's kind of a catch-all too. Catch, You know, it, it has every symptom known to man associated with it. Mm-hmm. The testing is you know, any kind of hormone testing is um, well, I don't think any kind of testing is very accurate personally, but hormone testing like you said before it's like a snapshot in time and hormones are are um always vary throughout the day and you know depending on what they've been exposed to and all that kind of stuff they fluctuate so i don't know well what would you do so uh, let me ask you this on the
1: thyroid issue do we typically See it with dogs not being able to gain weight or too fat
0: the vast majority of dogs is going to be hypothyroid, which would mean slower metabolism uh, uh sometimes colder a lot of times that goes with colder energetics and usually that goes with gaining weight or uh yeah being too f- too fat
1: I know a lot of people that have so much success when they do this intermittent fasting. So like they don't eat, you get up and yeah. you don't eat until noon and you eat yeah. until maybe seven, right? Well, now- and there's
0: like a six to eight hour time time span that you eat in. And my, I remember a long time ago, I, I was probably like, I don't know, eight or nine. And um, my mom was on some program that, that was not really calling it that, but that was basically what it was. You weren't allowed to eat after a certain time at night, and you weren't allowed to eat before a certain time in the morning, basically.
1: Um,
0: and uh, looking back on it, it's basically that, and it actually works. She had all kinds of metabolic issues from all kinds of reasons, but um, and if you look, Brady's book says that too, which is why I one reason why feeding once a day is better than multiple mm-hmm. and Brady'll tell you that too um for the same same you know same basic story
1: and it really doesn't matter whether you're doing in the morning or in the evening but when do you feed do you feed in the morning or at night
0: I feed in the morning um the technically the more natural time would be more towards the evening but um most dogs don't care i mean it doesn't matter but if you have like some really primal dog and you know a lot of them will much prefer to eat in the in the evening and sometimes you'll have you know people that have a dog that won't eat or doesn't want to eat or whatever and, you know, I've talked about that before, too. Usually it's because they're feeding them like five times a day and three times too much. But um, sometimes if you just get the time of day right and then and people always say, oh, but they'll, you know, long about such and such a time, they'll eat a little bit. I'm like, OK, well, don't feed them any time other than that. <laughs> and those dogs, a lot of times will be late afternoon, early evening is when they they want to eat um i feed in the morning just because if i don't do it in the morning i'll forget well
1: my mom's little dog wasn't it, it wasn't a big fan of the um morning feeding right so i said well that's fine just you know feed at night and yeah. uh but she's also switched over to my mom's dismay and disapproval the tripe blends <laughs> and she's <laughs> like your brother brought me over some food and it was the tripe blends and um, she, yeah, them. she loves them. And so my mom, you know, she's, she's a little mini Martha Stewart. So the things that smell like, you know, dog poo, she's not a big fan of. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but she said, well, she loves them. So I'm just going to keep feeding them. I said, okay, uh, because I, I have not sent her tripe blends for a very long time, but my brother snuck one in on her. uh, (laughs) good for him yeah yeah so she said I think she likes the stinkier blends
0: well we all like those better
1: I know I wonder what that is wonder what the why dogs like stinky things do is it because they don't have a story that says stinky is it because what they don't have a story in their head that says stinky. (laughs) I don't know you know it's really funny so we have a bison hide uh rug in our living room and Lazzie man she loves to roll on that bison you know like dogs do and poop
0: yeah she's yeah. Just like
1: oh man i want this all over me i'm like what <laughs> what's the psychology in that i'd like to know
0: oh i don't know hunting so that's like i i don't know if they're trying to cover up their own scent or but there's claim something or what, but just like the dogs that roll in dead fish and roll in poop and you know that kind of stuff.
1: Aren't you aren't you now looking at another certification in dog behavior? Uh,
0: um I've been doing uh some of Susan Garrett's program, training program just for fun, but it's not like a, you're not a formal like a, certification or anything like that.
1: You're not like a dog psychologist behaviorist? <laughs>
0: well, it, I mean, it's like you said, how, how much about, about them do we not know? It's not like they can really tell you. There's things that you know that you just know, but you don't necessarily know why, and there really is no way to know why. You know what Mm. I mean? Like what you just said. I know they do that, but as to why nobody can legitimately say they know this is why they do it, Mm -hmm. but I can predict a lot of behaviors and predict uh, ways to curtail behaviors and things like that or see something a second or two before it happens kind of thing, but as to the why, I I don't think that that's really a um something that we can really know, you know, to any degree of certainty. But
1: there aren't any cat behaviors, I bet behaviors, because cats are so smart. They're like, we'll never galaxy.
0: Um, Jackson, uh, Jackson Galaxy is a cat behaviorist. Yeah. What in the world? I'm like, he's great. He's and he's actually from Colorado. He got started at the I think at the. uh, Boulder Humane Society, I think was what his first job with cats. He's a musician and, uh, you know, that animal planet show, my cat from hell.
1: I don't know that show.
0: You should watch it. It's good.
1: I I bet it's hilarious.
0: There's another one that he teamed up with a, uh, and he likes dogs too, but he just is a cat specialist, but I think he I think he has dogs as well as cats, but um he did another show with a, a dog trainer that I don't really know who sh- who she was, but um people that had trouble with their um they have cats and dogs and, you know, like one person was siding with the dog and one person was siding with a cat kind of thing. It only had like 10 episodes, but it was pretty funny. Um, what, I can't remember is, the what's I his name, and, the
1: name of it. What's his Jackson, name? Of-
0: Jackson Galaxy.
1: Jackson Galaxy. I think cats are so funny because they're just like, you will never you will never figure me out. I will never stay the same. I will never be routine. I'm going to do what the heck I want to do. I'll slap you upside your head.
0: Well, that's why there's cat people and dog people. I love and cats. that's like, well, there's dog people that like cats. And then there's cat people that like dogs.
1: But they, have a preference. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when Rick and I got together, I had three dogs since he had two cats and oh, uh, no. yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now and, he's got two German shepherds, right? And, and he, yes. he's a trainer in the family. Yes. So, but you
1: know what happened with the cats? It wasn't like he went out and got cats. He had this girlfriend and she wanted some cats and he bought her these two cats. Oh, so he
0: inherited cats.
1: He inherited the cats and he traveled a lot back in the day. He traveled a lot. So, um, you know, he couldn't have a dog. He was always gone. And um, so when we got together, that was the thing we were like, all right, we have to bring these. Five animals together and to see if we're going to get to stay together (laughs) what's going to happen here and the first day they meet one of his cats sliced one of my dachshunds throat open oh goodness literally literally, didn't hit a vein but she and and, in all fairness um his cats were good with dogs my dogs are good with cats but this was a new pack my dachshunds went after the cats and and um she came walking out, and I was like, "What is that hanging from her neck?" It was her skin. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you know the best. It, it, if if the cat runs, the dog are going to chase it. The only, um, you know, the only way that in that situation is for the cat to just stand there and smack the dog, and you just have to hope they don't poke their eyeball out. Well it's kind of like dogs learning learn how to be around horses. At some point, they just gotta get kicked and you just cross your fingers that so they don't get hurt.
1: Right. So <laughs> yeah, we uh it was it was it was the touch and go for a while. We were like, I don't know if we're gonna make this work. We called in a couple of trainers, they did not do the job. So Rick said, Well, I'm gonna get some shot collars. And so what <laughs> he did is he put the shock collars on the doxins, and put the cats in a kennel and when the dogs went near the cats he just gave them a little bump now two of the dachshunds got it right doc the dachshund my one this yeah. one that i inherited this doc now she stopped going after the cat when it was in the house but when it was in the front yard she got this weird look in her eyes and she was like <laughs> game over i'm coming after you it was the weirdest thing it was only in the front yard um, i
0: knew about doc but i didn't know but that you had three at one point
1: Oh, I had Zoe, Neo, and Doc. I had a short haired red, I had a long-haired black and a short haired black. And um
0: I like Dachshunds.
1: They usually. were great. They were great. So um, and that cat, Sheba, now the the boy, um, he was a hunter and we were in, in Frisco, Texas. Okay. <laughs> and um he was a hunter, but we had a lot of coyotes by us. And one day he didn't come home. And we were very sad. Oh. And there was there was actually a bobcat out there and he looked like a bobcat. He looked like a little one. Maybe he went off with a new pack. That's what I'm hoping, but he didn't come back. He used to always come Is Shiba
0: back. Is Sheba the one that just died a couple of years ago?
1: Yep. Yeah, but twenty one.
0: Twenty something,
1: 21. yeah. Yeah, she was amazing. And um Asta loved her kitty. She would come in Oh, no. Oh, like uh, I
0: can't imagine Austin not loving anybody.
1: Right. So, you know, we had we just had our daughter's cat was here, Walter. Yeah. And uh Walter is a cool cat. And uh what did Aust- Lazzie think? It was the funniest thing uh when he purred, she literally looked in the co- she wouldn't look at him. <laughs> she was like and we were even like Lazzie, Lazzie. <laughs> She was like, No, 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 it won't. And then he was sitting, he was sitting on the dining room chair and she's walking through and he's like slapping her smack, smack, smack. I was like, Okay, I think Lazzy's only going to take a couple of smacks and then she's coming at him. So, but we avoided any kind of uh, confrontation, but it was funny. She did not know, but I, I will say this she wanted. To go for that kitty crack, because unfortunately, this was a a, a cat that came from the ranch and, yeah. uh, you know, he's hunting, but they're feeding kibble. And I got to tell you, I really feel like I was sneezing my head off. I'm not allergic mm-hmm. to animals, right? Sneezing my head off. I was coughing. I was doing all this kind of stuff. I really, really think it had to do with the fact that this cat was being fed kibble. Yep.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people like that that are like really allergic to cats, but if they, um, if they're on raw, they don't have a problem with them. Yeah, I would have liked. That. I've heard he, that from lots of people.
1: He was a really cool cat. I mean, really, really cool. The other thing that I noticed because we had little kids, right? Our grand, our grandkids, two and three, all right, were in the house. One of the things that I think that you have to be careful of when you have little kids and you have dogs and you're feeding raisins. (laughs) Okay. Things get dropped on the floor and dogs pick those up. So one of the things that we have to be careful of when we have little kids is M&Ms that go on the floor. Don't feed the
0: kid anything that's inappropriate for the dog.
1: (laughs) Well, you're right, but they're not my kids. Uh, So, and, and, you know, the other thing too, is this, stuff that has xylitol in it but i think it's it's worth noting uh to our pet parents that things get dropped on the floor
0: things get dropped that would include uh medications too yeah like advils and tylenols and any kind of prescription meds which i don't think anybody should have in the house anyway but no, that's not the point um well i'm gonna dog disagree get, with dog you on gets that gets into one. something like that mm.
1: And I'm going to disagree with you on the not having any prescription meds in the house for this one point. Now, I'm going to totally agree with you that I think that most of the pharmaceutical stuff out there is not good for us. Right. There's there's a lot of side effects. I mean, just listening to the commercials on the TV. Right. And and, and if you notice, make sure that you notice when they're reading off the long list of side effects may cause they
0: always include death.
1: Right. May cause death is at the yeah. end, but, yeah. but, but they have your eyes focused on the people that are beautiful and in shape and having a great time. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, okay.
1: But here's and they
0: my, say them really fast.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And the music is up pretty loud. So it's kind of, yeah. 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 Um, my point is this, if the apocalypse does happen in the next six to eight months, and mm-hmm. everything falls down. You need to have some type of medication, I think, um, available to you. And even the Like stuff, what? Well, I don't know. Like penicillin, like antibiotics. Even if it's not the exact type of antibiotics. But let's just say that you get a cut and it gets infected. Or you have some sort of catastrophic thing happen. You You probably... Need some of that stuff.
0: Nah. Yeah. And you could
1: sell it, Niels. You could sell it. You could do a trade if the apocalypse happens. Well,
0: I guess you could have it for, you could have it for barter purposes, but not for, not for using purposes. Okay. But look, there's not a whole lot of people
1: that understand how to heal themselves outside of the pharmaceutical world. They just don't. Well, they need to learn. Well, how are we going to learn? you listen to the raw dog
0: food you gotta get started that's right
1: (laughs) well i mean like okay if the apocalypse happens you know maybe we're not even gonna have any plants that can help us
0: well if the apocalypse happens we're all gonna be dead so no no
1: no 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 you've seen the movies we all kind of come together (laughs) we come together and we form an army and we fight back against the destruction of Well, so humanity. you need to
0: stop the stock up on uh, homeopathy and herbals and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. You don't need pharmaceutical stuff.
1: Okay. But if I have a UTI, okay, I'm just saying.
0: Cantharis and um, metarhinum. Excuse me, I can't even what say them again. Cantharis and metaridin, knock them, knock it out. How do you spell it? C-A-N-T-H-A-R-I-S. Okay. And metaridin. How
1: fast? I don't know how it? to.
0: How fast does it work? There yeah. too.
1: Okay. Let me ask you a question, real quick, before we go on. How do know if your dog has a UTI are they licking themselves and having to urinate quite often because I you know I again I always think about oh my gosh they can't tell us and we know that UTIs are so uncomfortable.
0: Well you can tell if your dog's uncomfortable you can tell but usually the the most common signs are they trying to pee every couple minutes and having you know and nothing coming out or um, blood in the urine those mm-hmm. are the two most common most common ones but you can tell if your dog's uncomfortable and what you uh,
1: said on the homeopathy cantharis and cantharis and yeah you could give those to your dog yeah so
0: okay cool cool all right. Yeah, homeopathy is well, like uh um you know, it's a, it works the same with animals as it does with people. You just have to it takes a little bit more um you just have to be able to sometimes yeah. it's a little bit harder to figure out what's actually going on with an animal than with a person cuz like you said they can't tell you but that's not it's not any different. I mean, look at all the homeopathic vets there are. Well, there's not enough, but there <laughs> are some. Right.
1: Um so when you go into like Sprouts or Natural Grocers, that whole section over there that they're in the little blue tubes, you think that stuff is 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 manufactured purely and 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 nice and clean. Yeah. You yeah.
0: Did. Well, there's some pharma <laughs> so the American ones are um there's a an american pharmacopeia that they have to follow that is very stringent and they have uh FDA not that we're in favor of the FDA but um you know they're trying to the FDA is trying to stomp them out so they're pretty harsh on on them and just like anything there's there's good pharmacies and not good pharmacies but the ones that you'll find there you know the bore it's usually boron or um uh what's the other one that's the most common one in the little blue and purple tubes that's a really good that's a really good one um do they have expiration dates on them they do but they don't go bad i mean they're they have to put expiration dates on them again it's a whole labeling thing but they don't expire it's kind of like buck flowers and essential oils, they don't expire, but you have to put a date on it. I wonder why that's that whole labeling crap,
1: yes, don't get me started about labeling okay yeah right it's uh it's nuts, it's nuts well, Niels, it's always great to have you on the podcast and and you guys listen um if you have any issues like thyroid problems like hair falling out like uh, your dog's regurgitating 14-15 times a day. Trust me, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, that that's is, not normal. <laughs> that is not normal. Something is definitely going on. Um and what Neely can do that we as a, in our customer service department cannot do is go through all of that, right? That's that's not um what our customer service is there for. We can give you some, you know, kind of some basic answer, but Answers, But this is stuff that Neely can actually take apart um, and walk you through, ask you a lot of questions, get some in-depth information, make some recommendations, Um, and then she can do follow-up and stuff with you. So you want to go over to my experts section, or there's a section on there that says book the nutritionist. That is Neely. Um, you get uh, $25 off if you come through the raw dog food site, which you are going to be going through there at rawdogfoodandco.com. Um, if you are feeding a different blend and something's not going right, um, maybe, you know, it's it, sometimes it's just little tweaks. Sometimes it's a total overhaul. Sometimes it's just helping you get it clear in your mind what what may be the issue and it may not be something that you're uh, noticing right Uh, Mm -hmm. but but i think that you've got a pretty good idea of of neely's personality and how she's going to help you and she's not gonna (laughs) there's not going to be any uh uh what am i saying uh fluff and stuff it's going to be direct it's like an arrow we're going to go right to the issue and, um, and she's going to, she's helped so many people. So I would absolutely encourage you to get over to raw dog food and company.com go to the learning center, health consults. You will find Neely there, get signed up. She will get back with you. That's all between you guys, right? We're out of the picture at that point. Um, but she's one of the best in the business i I honestly, the best in the business, so get over there now, get your dogs on a species appropriate diet. What does that mean? It doesn't mean a a f c o compliant. it doesn't mean high pressure pasteurization. It doesn't mean a sphincter load of ingredients okay? exactly i mean what well, well what irritates me on like the sites that we were just talking about primal and vital is that they'll say, okay, you click on beef and they go meat, bones, organ, and fat. That's what they say. And then you're like, yeah, but what about all these veggies? What about all these extras? I mean, why can't we just be honest and stop trying to play games with people? Right. Yeah. It's it's just ridiculous. And I think that A lot of times these marketers, they look at the verbiage and the information that true pure raw dog food companies put out, and then they mold their information to fit that when it's not that at all.
0: So well, I found it's in a lot of cases, if I'm trying to look up something that somebody's feeding, it takes forever to find an ingredient list. It really does. It's not the easiest thing. Not the easiest thing. You have to be really persistent. it's usually there, but it's not it's not easy to get to mhm mm-hmm.
1: and and I want to say this guys, um we get this question a lot. is the 80 10 10 beef grass-fed grass finished? And the answer is yes, and we will have a certification thing uh or at least a document that's coming from those um ranches. That uh, will say yes. That is what it is. But you know, we've been hit upside the head. Um, I I saw a review that said, well, they won't say whether it's organic or not. No, that's not that's not the truth. If it doesn't say organic, it's not organic. However, organic doesn't necessarily mean what you, you think. It-
0: yeah, you don't want organic meat. You want you want pastured, grass fed organic meat. Just means that it's fed organic grains. And given the option, I mean, it, you know, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but it usually costs a whole lot more. And given the option, you'd rather have grass fed than organic.
1: Well, you know, when you're looking at farms, OK, so if they're small farms, maybe they don't want to go through that whole rigmarole. And that costs- well,
0: yeah. And there's a lot of a lot of, uh, like you say, smaller, smaller uh, outfits that. You know, those certifications are expensive and they may be doing everything right. They just don't have a piece of paper that says that says that the government agrees with them, you know, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily having that. And then there's other big places that just buy the certification. So you kind of have to be careful with that, too. It's tricky for it's tricky for everybody, but you can't just say, well, I'm only going to do this or I'm only going to do that. I mean even Polyface, um I don't think he has a um any kind of certification. Who? Uh Joel Salatin, Polyface Farms.
1: Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um
0: but you know, he's like the epitome of doing everything right. So, you know well, sometimes it's sometimes it's it's you know, you can't just you can't you can't say yeah anyway well people get hung up on stuff right i people know really yeah that's, yeah and, exactly. and it
1: and it does appear that the people that do everything right are the ones that get hit upside the head the most right yes, because the, the people true. that are trying to do everything right but without all this government oversight and control um those are the ones that are going to be hassled <laughs> I mean, they just, yeah it's just the way the world is so um but anyway, we, we would love for you to give raw dog food and company a try. It is pure raw. There is nothing added to it. Okay. There is not any seed oils. There's not any oils. It's just truly the animal that's in the blend and maybe, you know, 7% fruits and veggies in that HVM. But other than that, you're not going to find anything. And, and if you want to know what kind of, of vitamins and minerals are in the food, go to the learning section. And it there's one, uh, I believe it's in the beginner section that will say uh, amazing vitamins and minerals in the raw diet. And from there, you will see if you do rotation in, in Neely, you've always said do two reds, a poultry and a fish, right? So two reds, rabbit and beef. If you can do those, do those and and then add you in some phytoplankton, add you in some Red Rover, add in Green Rover. I mean, every now and then you can throw these different things in there and give an egg and, you know, give a duck head, and give a bison testicle. I mean, have fun with it and uh, your dogs will have fun with it as well. That's right. All right, everybody, get over to RawDogFoodandCo.com where your pet's health is our business and what,
0: Neely? Friends don't let friends feed kibble.
1: Never. Okay. Bye, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.